On this edition of Chatting About College, she went from homeschooled to Onondaga Community College to an amazing career in science. She's Dr. Danielle Berry, and she's back on campus as an Alumni Faces honoree just nine years after earning her degree here. A conversation with her is next. Well, welcome to Chatting About College, a podcast originating from Onondaga Community College in Syracuse, New York. My name is Roger Marabito. We record our conversation in the studios of our Broadcast Media Communications degree program. It's located in the Whitney Applied Technology Center on our campus. Well, each year we honor alumni for their professional achievements and contributions to the college and the community. We call them Alumni Faces, and we have five of them this year. Today, we're proud to be joined by Dr. Danielle Berry. She's a member of our class of 2013 and our Alumni Faces class of 2022. Danielle, welcome and congratulations. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Roger. It's great to have you here. I'm wondering how it feels for you to be back on campus. It is surreal. It feels like I have not left the campus almost. Mm -hmm. It's very nice to see the buildings that I had classes in, to kind of remember what my experience was and now be here from a different perspective. So we're recording this uh, middle of the day on October 6th, which is our Alumni Faces Day, and tonight will be the ceremony. But you're kind of going through this whirlwind of activities where you're meeting with students and talking to them, and you'll have lunch with the president and you got to see your uh, plaque or acrylic hanging up in the Academic 2 building. What has all that been like for you? Oh, gosh, it's amazing. It's rewarding and humbling, um, both at the same time. It was lovely talking with the students. They were so engaged and had great questions. So I really enjoyed that experience. And seeing a plaque of my faces, a very interesting experience. Mm-hmm. I've never had anything like that before, but very honored to be a part of this class. That's awesome. Let's talk about how you got here because you grew up just down the hill in the valley, right? Yes, that's correct. And you were homeschooled? Yes. And you started coming here at age 16, is that right? That is right, yes. Now, you went to a, I think a year before you started here, you were part of a robotics program, and that's when you first got interested in science. Can you tell us a little about that? Yes. So the robotics program was through Mercy Works um, in the city of Syracuse. It was an after-school program for kids to come and build Lego Mindstorm robots and learn how to program them and kind of learn the scientific method through that. Um, My mom signed me up for the course. I can't say I was very enthusiastic about it prior (laughs) to attending, um, but after I did attend the course, it really opened my eyes to what science could be. Um, Not just, you know, what you read in a textbook, but really a hands-on experience. And it really gave me an interest in the area. And that's why I decided to pursue it coming to OCC. So you started here at age 16 and you chose the mathematics and science degree program. I chose math and science because it gave me the core courses I would need um, to go into pretty much any science for my junior and senior year. But I wasn't really sure what discipline I wanted to be in at that time. So Being able to take those general courses and kind of learn more about each subject area a little bit more in depth was very helpful for me in kind of shaping where I was going to go in the future. During your time here, the Collegiate Science and Technology Entry Program, which we call C-STEP, was a really big part of your success here. Can you tell us how that helped you? Yes, C-STEP was a huge part of my success here at OCC. Um, Within C-STEP, I had a lot of mentors who were checking on me, 
both academically and just mental awareness. You know, how are things going? How are your grades? You know, what are what are the types of things that you see yourself doing? And it was through the C-STEP program that I was encouraged to apply for a summer research experience for undergraduates. And I did that. I applied and I ended up um, joining a lab at Syracuse University for a 10-week summer program in the chemistry department. And having that hands-on experience and really seeing what lab looks like outside of a classroom was so exciting to me. And that really put me on the path towards wanting to be a chemist. I wonder when you think of your time here at OCC, if there were any um, faculty members or administrators who really were influential in your development. Yes. So at the time, Drake Harrison was director of the Mm C-STEP program. Um, He definitely treated us all like we were his kids. (laughs) He Mm -hmm. took very good care of us. And from the faculty side, Denise Chigante was my organic chemistry professor. And at the time, she was known to be a really tough professor. And everyone was kind of intimidated by taking her class. But gosh, she set me up so well um, for a future in chemistry. I can almost hear her voice when I'm thinking through mechanisms and talking myself through them. She was a great professor and really, really took the time to teach us well and prepare us. Her voice is still with you? It is. (laughs) That's impressive. (laughs) Yes. So you finished here in 2013 and then you went to SUNY ESF. What did you study there? I was in chemistry there, um, the environmental chemistry track. Mm -hmm. So there I took more focused courses, um, both in upper level chemistry and then um, specifically towards the environment. So things like atmospheric chemistry and aquatic chemistry and methods of environmental analysis. Um, So a lot of how chemistry is interacting with our water systems, with our air systems and um, things we can kind of do to mitigate some of the pollution that has been caused. Mm. So from ESF, you wind up at the University of Texas at Dallas, where you're working on your PhD. How did you land there? Yes. Yeah, so directly after ESF, I worked for Colden Corporation in East Syracuse um, in an occupational health and safety. And so at that time, I was going to large manufacturing um, plants and making sure that their workers were in a safe environment. So measuring like breathing zone and noise dosimetry and things like that. I spent time in labs with scientists making sure they were in a safe environment. And I was like, gee, I really miss being on the other side of this, being the scientist doing experiments. And that's what really pushed me to apply to graduate school. I applied to graduate schools in the South. I was (laughs) trying to avoid upstate New York winters for a little while. (laughs) So that that led me down um, to Texas. And UT Dallas has a great chemistry program um, for PhD studies. And there were several labs there that I was interested in. So I thought it would be a good fit for me. So you've returned to northern weather, right? Because you're in Michigan now? Yes. Tell us what you do. You work with Dow? I work at Dow in um, consumer electronics within the consumer solutions business. Mm -hmm. And I'm in technical services and development. So what that means is I spend time in the lab um, working on application development, understanding how our materials function, how they perform over long periods of time, what their reliability looks like. And I'm also customer facing. So I talk with our customers and I help them understand what materials we have to offer, how to use them if they're having trouble, um, what materials they might want to select depending on what they're trying to do, and also helping innovate with customers too. So when they bring a new topic to us or a new um, piece of equipment they're developing, we'll talk through some of the material needs and see if there's anything we can provide for them. There was a time in science when that career was very male-dominated 
I'm wondering what it's like now and, and what you see happening within the profession. You definitely see more women within the profession. I would say it's still um, more dominated by males, but we're getting closer <laughs> to to um, an equilibrium there. I will say I do appreciate Dow for the efforts that they have in diversifying their workforce. Um, so actively thinking about um, having diversity from a gender perspective, um, from a um, ethnic background perspective, really trying to make sure that we have um, people from all areas coming in to collaborate and provide excellent results. When you meet with students like you did today or young people asking about careers in science, what are the interests that they, if they have those interests, those could lead to a good career in science? I definitely think being inquisitive. Mm -hmm. If you're the person that's always asking why, why is this happening? or trying to understand things deeply, that is the mind of a scientist. Mm -hmm. we're, we're always trying to figure out the intricacies of how things work. Um, also, if you're very good with your hands, um, for me, science has been very hands-on. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a synthetic chemist by training, so in the lab with small quantities of materials or materials that are slightly hazardous, so you have to be very careful with them. So if you're very um, good in that way, that would be another another really good trait of a scientist. And also just being willing to learn, mm. being open to being a lifelong learner. Even though you go and get your degree or you get your PhD, there's always another field for you to be able to study and learn something new. That's great. We have a game that we want to play with you. And this is where we really find out about you. Oh, it, boy. <laughs> it's called Box of Questions, and I'll tell you the story behind it. We have a program here called Box of Books, which we started since you graduated. Um, students can go to the Barnes & Noble bookstore, and they get their textbooks at a flat rate predictable price. They pay by credit hour rather than the sticker price for the book. And it's the same deal with a laptop computer. You'd pay a, a flat rate price. So it, it really helps students and it's proved to help them complete and get their degrees. Yeah, that's amazing. So in honor of that, we have a box here, Barnes & Noble College, which you get your textbooks <laughs> in. And inside it are a box of questions. Oh, fun. So they're fun life questions. And this is where we find out the real story about you. Okay. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. <laughs> I like your spirit. First question, your favorite kind of takeout food? Uh, Chinese, for sure. Chinese. Yes. Have you found a place in Michigan you really like? I have. Yeah? Yes. There's a place called Golden Buffet. It's not too far from my apartment, which is dangerous. <laughs> nice. That is dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Very good. All right, number two, uh, the first song that you ever bought or downloaded, and if you'd rather do like a, an album rather than just a single, that's fine. I think it was Funky Town, ah, um, right. the old song, and that's still one of my favorite songs to this day. <laughs> and I think it, it speaks a lot about me. It's talking about like moving to a place that's right for you, and I've yeah. definitely moved around. So yeah, good it's my for favorite. you. Yeah. Nice. Uh, next question, cat or dog? Dog all yeah. the way. Do you have a dog? My parents have dogs okay. that I consider mine. Um, I don't have any in Michigan right now, but once I move out of an apartment, then I'll, I'll get a dog for sure. Yeah. It's tough when you work long days too. Yes. You could have a cat, but not a dog. Yeah. What kind of, <laughs> what kind of uh, dogs do your folks have? Um, one is a Yorkie, a purebred Yorkie, and the other one is a Yorkie Pomeranian mix. Nice. Yeah. So nice. little ones. Yeah. Little yeah. That's ones. good. All right. Your first job. My first job was actually in the C-Step office. <laughs> oh, really? Here at school. Yeah, I had a work study there. Yes. So nice. I was working in the office, answering 
emails, helping prepare boards and different things. Mm, yeah. That's great. Um, next question. Your first car. My first car was a hand-me-down from my sister. It was a, a very, I don't know the year, um, a Chevy Cavalier mm -hmm. um, with crank windows. I don't wow. know how many people still know about those and yeah. <laughs> not automatic locks, but it was a good starter car. Yeah. I think if you talk to the average college student today about a crank window, they'd look at you like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, final one, your favorite caffeinated beverage. Oh, I love an iced coffee with cream and no sugar. Wow. Yes. Do you get like a big giant one? Oh, yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> Helps awesome. me get through the long days. Yeah. Very cool. Well, it's been great to talk to you. Congratulations on everything and uh, hope you enjoy the ceremony and the rest of your visit, Danielle. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Roger. And we also say thank you to our Broadcast Media Communications degree program for use of their studios here on campus. And most importantly, thanks to you for listening. I'm Roger Mirabito. Hope you've enjoyed chatting about college. You can find future and older episodes at places like iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find pretty good podcasts.